It's July 26th, 2015, and this is the Turn-Based Attack. Welcome to Turn-Based Attack, your host this week, as every week, myself, Lee, and I'm joined by Rob. Hi. Yeah. In this case, pod, podcast, pod will stand for perspiring uh, overweight dudes, I think is, uh, is what, uh, what's going on here today. It is hot out, man. It is 32 degrees in this bitch. Is it uh, actually today? In, in town, yeah. And that Humidex brings it up another 8 degrees to 40. Who's got time for that heat? People are just passing out left and right. Sorry, yeah, Grandma. That's, yeah. That's a little crazy. It's nuts out there. So, uh, last time we recorded uh, was July 11th, of course, later that evening into the next morning. It, well, rather, that evening when we recorded would have been when uh, Nintendo's fourth sitting president, Iwata, would have passed away uh, during yeah. our recording, more or less. Uh, and then they kind of announced it shortly after that. So, it's it's been a little while. It, it you know, it's sunk in. Uh, it's been a while. They've buried the man. Uh, oh, and here we are. Uh, to give our post-funeral eulogy, essentially. what What is there to be said that hasn't already been said? Me and you kind of post things here and there we did. throughout the week a couple weeks ago. I posted a video that's one of my favorite sad non- video. Yeah, it was my favorite sad <laughs> video about Mario. So, uh, Satoru Wada, of course, uh, started as a programmer, um, mm-hmm. worked with HAL Laboratories very closely. Yep. Of course, Sakurai uh, helped games such as Kirby kind of find their legs. Uh, single-handedly saved a bunch of games from the garbage, uh, namely Earthbound was kind of the yep. big one. If you're a fan of Earthbound, this dude, like, this is the name you can contribute to uh, to saving that game. He, uh, helped, was, um, he helped Smash Bros. come out on time. Absolutely. He, did, he debugged Melee yep. so it could come out on time for Nintendo. His knowledge of programming on the Game Boy and compression uh, allowed Gold and Silver to actually have the extra eight badges. He... Made that game fit so well on a Game Boy Color cartridge that he's just like, you got room for a whole another half a game in here if you would care to. And Nintendo was in the business of caring yeah. uh, then. So they, uh, they they threw that in there. There's tons of stuff uh, I've been hearing about since his passing. Uh, Dragon Warrior, the port, when it came to the NES in uh, North America, that dude sat down with that game made sure all the bugs were fixed in it. Uh, just tons of stuff you can find about Iwata. Uh, there's not much we can say here that hasn't already been said. He'll be missed. Uh, he was way too young. Uh, just a, a a great mind for video games. A guy who, while he was in that position of power, like most Japanese executives, uh, still had a love for developing. Uh, at the you know, at the end of the day, he was a gamer. He was someone who wanted uh, to make games that he himself wanted to play. And it's going to be sad uh, to have him move on, especially you know, uh, the guy announced the NX, basically being terminally ill, knowing that he probably wouldn't be kicking around to see what yeah. became of it. So we'll see what happens with Nintendo now. Uh, but that, that's a major blow to them. He was uh, He's a big deal. So yep. he'll be missed. I don't he know will. if there's anything much else to well, say about Well, I him. think you yeah. and I both have you know, not been the biggest fans of Nintendo at points, but we've never sure. not loved them. It's never had anything to do with their personalities. It's like being in a, in a relationship where you love the person, but you're just having like a rock, like a rough patch, you know, mm. where it's just like, oh man, yeah. like we just got to get it together here. Yeah, it's going to be great times this, again. <laughs> the sex just isn't that great anymore, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> that's so in closing he will be missed <laughs> and uh we were never asked back to eulogize uh anybody ever. On. <laughs> ever again uh so you know on the heels of that thousands attended this funeral in kyoto they're in the middle of like typhoon fueled storms right now uh so they're getting battered around but uh yeah thousands of people showed up to to pay their respects to the man um and and there you go so yeah it's not much more I could say. No, uh, it kind of makes can't. that last like Nintendo Direct very bittersweet. Uh, yep. Just their sense of humor and like the fact that this man was very, very ill, uh, but would never show it. Other than like when he had to sadly miss E three like last year or something like that, yep. you kind of knew like that's very odd. Like something's probably very seriously wrong, and all the you know. Sad stuff, man. I don't know what else to say on that front uh, other than Evo. Let's just do a really awkward transition into something else. Sure. Uh, Evo. Evo happened. Uh, right now, you are in the middle of posting a f- four-part odyssey, uh, <laughs> yeah. wrapping up Melee and the stories right. therein. I wanted to post the third part um, on Thursday or Friday, but um, it's, it's it's long. Part yeah. three is the longest part that I'm going to post, and it's basically what I did was, uh, well, I, I'm only covering Melee because it's really the only thing that I particularly cared about 
at Evo this year. Mm-hmm. Um, not that the other games aren't are, aren't without their merits as well, but in any event, uh, I I went and did like a part one write up, which is uh, if you haven't read it, it's basically kind of, it kind of part one and part two are setting up the storylines uh, for for a lot of the people who ended up participating at Evo. Ten players in particular. Three of them didn't actually make the top eight, but nonetheless, I gave them all a fair, fair shake. And uh, basically, yep. <laughs> basically, uh, part three is just kind of a recap of what happened at Evo in the in the top eight matches or for the top eight. So, it's taking me quite a while. Basically, what I've done is uh, I do like a match by match kind of analysis or play by play and then post the video of the match and then once that's all it should be done probably on Monday or Tuesday hopefully um but yeah then part 4 we'll talk about what kind of uh what happens now that that Evo has come and gone yeah. um with like obviously we can spoil it cuz it's all over the news and every like if you follow fighting games uh basically the there's a there's a player named Armada. He's been like considered the like top top two in the world for the last you know four or five years, maybe longer. And he is definitely uh, he won Evo this year, and he's a champion. And the guy who everyone thought was going to go back and win it for a third time in a row, Mango, uh, your boy. No no <laughs> dice. He got he got eliminated and ended up finishing in fifth place so wow. uh and to make matters worse he got eliminated by his rival by like the guy he hates more than anyone the bad on the guy planet. the heel leffen was it leffen no not was leffen leffen, was leffen there like, leffen was there leffen also uh was eliminated and took fifth place i believe so uh it's a little weird it was, it was actually the theme of evo this year as far as i could tell from every like bracket and for every game every bracket the theme was like upsets because every every favorite that pretty much everyone figured would win like there something went wrong all the time and it was crazy and even in the what was that uh marvel was it marvel 3 no ultra street fighter 4 the guy's controller disconnected wasn't that zerd i think it was zerd no i don't think so i'm pretty sure it was marvel or no you're gonna it feel was silly when it was Zerd. It was Ultra. Trust me. No, you're thinking of the guy who got up too quickly. Yeah, the guy who. Oh, got oh you're up talking about quickly. the the stick malfunctioning. Yeah, it was in the, the guy in the, who. Yeah, yeah. Who, uh, his his controller just malfunctioned because that just happens. Continue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a Razor product. Yeah. for the record. That's about as close as uh, a bad leg break you'll get in Evo. People just want to look away. You don't want. You don't want to see it. Yet. <laughs> Uh, so exciting stuff! Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, stream numbers were huge. Yeah, um, Smash pulled in over two hundred thousand views, crushing viewers. records. And I mean, you kind of talked about how uh, pricing and, and advertising and stuff on, on Evo is uh, skewed. It's uh, uh, well, it's based on participation. So basically, if you have eighteen thousand players and they all pitch five dollars in per person as yeah. an entry fee, then that's the prize pool. And sometimes there's a kicker from a sponsor, but because like smash especially is so grassroots there's usually not yeah and as a result like figure this two hundred thousand people watched this tuned in and spent basically anywhere from like five minutes yeah. to 10 hours plus well you compare it to thing. like if a television show a network television show has a poll that like if, if they're making 1.0 numbers for a television show yeah. the amount of ad dollars they can command compared to what evo should reasonably be making uh well, you know it's the internet's wild west yeah. but then what you know what gets kicked back to the to the participants yeah. which are the reason why these streamers are there there's no other reason well, exactly uh, they're not there to watch the next episode of big bang theory they are there yeah. to watch these these people compete yeah. um some people actually will watch Evo just for the reveals, like when they revealed uh, Tremor for MKS. Yeah, for sure. And Nikali uh, from, from Sh- the new Street yeah, Fighter Street Fighter's new Saiyan Tarzan. Yeah, Saiyan Tarzan. That's his actual name. What, do you, what are you doing over there? Don't worry about it. Um, you know, for a podcast that's been recently marred with technical uh, technical problems, you sure We're like good. introducing new... El- okay, so you are you periscoping the podcast now? Yeah. Okay. Anyways, Evo. Uh, so Nikali looks kind of cool. He has some command grabs. Looks like a cool in-your-face brawler. He kind of reminds me of uh, Wolverine. <laughs> he kind of reminds me of that uh, 
Hakan a little bit. Sure. Like yeah, his yeah. play style, not like his, obviously he doesn't look He doesn't oil like it up. Him. Yeah. Plus that hair, you'd never get it clean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's Evo in a nutshell. Uh, follow Rob's uh, continued uh, wrap up of the melee side of things um, over at turnbasedattack.com. Yep. Yeah. All right. While the podcast is working. <laughs> let's get, computer let's get to the next again. part of it. Uh, we should mention there, non-disclosure, in between Rob saying uh, Tremor being revealed at Evo and us talking about Nikali, we almost completely lost the podcast. Hey, everybody. This is terrible. Why does it look so bright? Because. It's just, just distracting. Okay, so let's talk about what we've been playing. Uh, I'll go sure, first. Man. How about that? Oh, I probably have played way more than you lately, so go Well, let's it. hope so. I've played uh, three three new games to talk about. Wow, that's really uh, So the new Oni Chambara is out. Of course, me and Rob spoke briefly yeah, titty game. Yeah, my favorite kinds. No. All right, so uh, if you've played a previous entry in this series, you kind of know what you're in for. Uh, combo base, tack, and slasher. Um, in this case, we have four characters, two previously revealed characters and two all-new ones. Uh, they all have very subtle play changes between them, but it's thoroughly like an action hack and slashy game. You uh, you buy your upgrades, you buy new weapons. That's like uh, Devil May Cry, right? Sure, yeah. Um, but with like zombies, right? Yeah, a little... I don't want to say simpler, but uh, more more reliant on your timing and like holding buttons more so than having a bunch at at your disposal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the variation in gameplay kind of comes from the fact that you have these four different characters that you can swap between at any time, and they all have two weapon types. Uh, so the actual combos you can build uh, between these four characters with each with two weapon types uh, is <laughs> is is pretty neat. Uh, so it's addicting gameplay from that point of view. Uh, you know, the frame rate keeps up for the most part. Uh, and you're just slicing through a bunch. It's, you know, it's stress relief. You're just slicing through a bunch of, uh, <laughs> God damn it, Rob. Okay. No more periscoping, uh, slicing through hordes upon hordes of zombies, killing, killing bosses and whatnot. Anything in between, be it the story elements of the game or anything they try to add on top of that is, yeah, it's, it's a waste of time. It's the presentation of the game is, you know. You're going to yeah. see some panty shots that well, just are that's there just because kind of how it's made, right? Who's, just, who's the developer on it? Uh, Xseed's putting this one out. I'm not sure who the actual development studio is behind it. I don't tend to pay attention to the things that pop up before the press any button screen, uh, and we'll get to more press any button screens in a moment. Uh, that's only Chambara, and that's called Z2 Chaos, and that's on the PS4. If you get the Banana Split Edition, <laughs> you get a uh, costume where uh, they basically have cherry pasties over their. Uh, upper potion and then just a banana hmm. uh covering their it's like they could really do away with that stuff uh this obviously is not the game they're going to do that with yeah. and their kind of niche is that they are this yeah. uh so they're going to stick with it it's a is it a fun game to play absolutely are you embarrassed when someone walks in on you playing it uh, i mean depending on your state of uh you know dress undress <laughs> uh you might you might be but um i like it i think i think it's fun so, Owen Chambaro, check it out. The other game I played, or downloaded at least, was Had a Full Boyfriend, which is the pigeon dating simulator, yeah. uh, which I promptly gave to Krista to try out. And uh, the sense of humor in it uh, makes it worth playing, or at least occasionally look up at someone else playing it. Um, it's it's neat. I don't know. That's Whatever. cool. It is what it is. Uh, and then the other thing I played was the new Godzilla game. So, uh, this game is under the guise of not being a movie game in that it's come out this many months after the movie. Right. However, in Japan, make no mistakes, this game came out with the movie and is thoroughly a product uh, that was rushed to market for that. Uh, so, there are good Godzilla games. Those exist. There are games that you want to put time into uh, that, that have the King of Monsters present. This is not one of those. Uh, this I is like a game. That you call him the King of Monsters. I mean, he is. Uh, this came out from Bandai, so basically, you have a bunch of different game modes. Uh, you have oh, another thing about Oni Shambara, I forgot to mention. You have four characters, and they took co-op out. The previous game had split-screen co-op, which was a really big positive for the game, based on what it is. That's something that not even you know certain Devil May Cry's can't even claim that they they kind of added that into three later I think in some capacity anyways I don't know uh, this Godzilla game also does not have local co-op it does have online multiplayer where you do unlock most of the you know there's a diorama mode where you can take you can set up monsters and take pictures of them you unlock a bunch of different monsters there's kind of a story mode uh, where you destroy things to make Godzilla physically bigger uh okay so your the range of moves you have when you engage with another kaiju is, uh, it's terrible. You basically get into a, a drunken slap fight with another monster until you either... You don't have a health yeah. bar. The the screen kind of becoming bloodier uh, <laughs> indicates that you are taking lots of damage. 
most of the objectives are basically go here, destroy that. Sometimes a random kaiju shows up, beat him up, uh, unlock him. Uh, it's a bad game, thoroughly. Uh, it goes really deep into some mechanics that I wouldn't expect a game uh, of this pedigree to go into, to be completely honest. Paying full price for this game is uh, something that no one should do. Did uh, you pay full of price course. for it? Oh, my uh, God. The, what appeals of this game is what appeals from, like, an EDF. If you play through an Earth Defense Force game and with its shallow mechanics you get enjoyment out of it, then maybe pick up this Godzilla game somewhere down the line. If you are a fan of Godzilla, there are things in this that you might get a kick of, but overall, avoid at all costs. Holy crap, man. I you, I can't even believe that. Uh, that's right. I just flicked that cat in the ass. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, yeah. It's a weird game. It's a very bizarre game when you play it. For, for being a licensed product. Let's just put it that way. Uh, so that's what I played. Played a lot of, uh, quite a bit of Oni Chambara, uh, to be honest, this yeah. week. Uh, you know, still still plugging away at, at Smash, Destiny, and what have you. Um, that's it. What'd you play, man? Oh, well, I've been playing a lot of things. Uh, like I was saying last time on, on the podcast, I have been trying to finish off my NHL 15, be it GM mode right. season. Uh, I just finished the main season today, be so I'm in, the, I'm, in the, I'm in the postseason now. Yeah. Um, facing Dallas Stars first round, so sure. that's going to be tough. I won game one, three to, or no, four to two, and yeah, that's going to be interesting. Look so. for Rob's four-part article. Yeah, on Based why, on his fantasy yeah. hockey uh, in video yeah. games. Coming, um, up, coming up soon. So I've played that. I also played Rocket League, which is free on PSN right now. So everybody's Plus. buzzing about Rocket League. Yeah. It's actually the sequel to a game that I had previously played on PlayStation 3, which I think was free a long time ago. What was that called? Oh, man. It has a long name. It's called like Super Acrobatic Rocket Powered Battle Cars or something like that. Like It has a stupid name. It's like six words. And it plays almost exactly the same way. The levels are maybe a little bit larger in this PS4 version, but it's honestly it's pretty fun. You could play it on Steam, I believe, as well. Too. So I keep thinking that this is going to have the same thing that other free to play games on PSN have had, where everybody gets into them, they play it hardcore for a month. But once that game goes to paid and it stops bringing in mm-hmm. uh, new players in mass, that the community for it will just die. I think by the end of the year, no, there will be no one playing Rocket League. Maybe um, there's. Certainly a certain league, certain league. Uh, there, there's, there's definitely a like market for this type of game. It's very much a, a fast-paced sports game. All the matches are about five minutes long, unless you go into overtime. It's kind of like if you combined soccer and like drunk driving. Oh right, where your car hits the soccer ball, and the soccer ball is like massive. And you have three-on-three matches, or you can do two-on-two or one-on-one. And it's pretty fun. Like, you just have to be, like, prepared to lose often. (laughs) Because, honestly, if you don't have someone that you know who, like, someone who you can communicate effectively with and, uh, you know, coordinate with, you're going to just get trounced by people who are actually, like, doing well at the game. Uh, That aside, though, it's, it's... I mean, it's a free game. There's not any, like, paid elements to it that I know of. Yet. Yeah, until they announce something. And, uh... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I played that. Watch you fall apart in real time there. Cool. What else? I've been playing League of Legends lately because a friend of mine wanted me to get... Well, a few friends of mine wanted me to get into it. I... I I wouldn't consider those friends anymore. So... I've been trying that game out a lot, and I'm okay at it. I feel like it's hard to tell if you're bad at League of Legends because there's five people to a team in most gameplay modes. And oftentimes, you'll just have people who... Like, for me, I'm a new player to League of Legends, although I have played Dota 2 previously. I'm I'm still learning some of the simpler mechanics or, you know, the like the jungle works very differently in, in League of Legends. And, oh, there's a lot of different nuances, but if you don't know them, like, people are really quick to criticize you about it. And that's just common with MOBA-like yeah. style games is people will always bitch well, at you. That's what I thought was it Heroes of the Storm. I thought that was kind of emerging as the casual... 
casual friendly. The casual friendly league because legal, it's the learning curve. It's that if you on your own want to get into that game, you just you won't. You won't know what you're doing. And you'll get kicked, and that'll be it. Well, you won't get kicked. We've talked in, about this before. You won't but... get kicked out of the um, League of Legends match, but your teammates can report you for being an unskilled player, and then yep. you get, I think, bumped into a lower skill like category. Which so is, that... if that is true, that's good. That yeah. should be how it is. But... With that being said, like people are just assholes as well, though. I in mean, general, there's not there's not any tolerance for it and the thing is too is when i started playing at my level like i was the level one account but i'm playing with other people who are in like silver or gold league who created new accounts to play on for practice or yeah. something i don't understand why they and they're would just do crushing that. everybody and they come in and they're criticizing people and yelling at them and being yeah. rude and it's like how am i supposed to know i'm a new player like i'm yeah. not a smurf account so that's a big thing as well um so aside from that, I've also been playing this game that I actually we I contacted the developers of this game because I saw it. Interestingly, interesting Lee. That's right. There was an That's article <laughs> about how Twitch is moving away from Flash. Weird. And they're switching to HTML5 encoding or formatting or whatever for their streams. I was reading this article, and in the main image of this article, there was this guy playing a game on Twitch. Okay, whatever. But the game I'd never seen before. It would look kind of weird. It looked like a Flash game, huh? So I'm like, well, that's strange, but it looks neat. Like, it looks quirky. Was he playing, like, Adventure Quest? It, no, it was something <laughs> weird. And I was like, that's that's. it looks kind of kind of cool, so I'll see if I can't find it. So I go looking for it, and sure enough, it's pretty, re- re- like, recent. Uh, this game's called Holy Potatoes, a Weapon Shop. And it's in the same vein as your um, game dev, tycoon, uh, like any management sim that you've played that's kind of similar to, to that. It's very, very similar to it. But you're basically a – it kind of takes the story of Harvest Moon where you're like the kid who inherited his you know grandfather's farm in so Harvest Moon. So there was Moon. a Nintendo eShop game uh, that was similar in – yeah. There was. Uh, so when you mentioned it, I just uh, my mind went there. So you just you're playing a shopkeep. You're playing, yeah. You're playing as a shopkeeper, and you kind of have to create items the same way as uh, well. There's Game Dev Story, which is a game made by uh, I'm drawing a blank on their name right now. I think it's like starts with a K. I don't know. Game Dev Story is a pretty big, uh, pretty big iPhone game, mm-hmm. um, and they. It's uh, Kerosoft. Kerosoft, yeah. Um, or Cairo, Kero, whatever you want to call it. They basically kind of invented this formula a long time ago, and it recently became really popular. And it's almost like you pick what you want to make as the quote-unquote game in Game Dev, in game dev Story, and you assign staff members to the game or you have them all work on mm-hmm. it or whatever, and you can do other things to power up how good your game is as far as its scores. Yeah. Uh, all this jazz. And, it like, you've played Game Dev Tycoon, sure so you know, you know how more or less it works. It works almost like, like the exact same way, but they've added a few other elements to it. So you can send one of your shop, like uh, one of your staff members from your shop, you can send them exploring to you know a, a location when they'll find resources for you to build better items and things like this and you you have to sell the items to specific people and they'll give you more money or the the people who you give them to are like heroes so they are champions they'll level up when you sell them enough stuff so it's a it's a really good like game from Is that what still I on it. sale people can still get that on sale i'm not sure if it's on sale right now but i think it's pretty cheap i think it's only like 20 bucks it's not uh not particularly steep it's early access as well i want to okay. say so that was that was holy potato holy weapon. holy potatoes exclamation point okay a weapon shop exclamation point question mark Holy Potatoes, a weapon shop? Yeah, there you it's go. It's now available yeah. on Steam. Yeah. It is now available on Steam. Check it out. I'll post a review um, on the site at some point in the in the next uh, week or so. Cool. It's pretty fun. I would highly recommend it to anyone who likes management simulators. Well, so. sir, was that the last thing you played? I think that's pretty much it so far. Uh, so we got a couple like kind of non-questions, but we'll field them anyhow. Uh, okay. From TJ, 
Uh, you just want to know, are we as pumped for Fallout 4 as he is? Legitimate question, TJ, and I'm more pumped than you are for Fallout Whoa. 4. That's right. Yeah. As pumped as you think you are, Rob is... I'm twice that. He's twice pumped. I just don't do enthusiasm <laughs> very well. It. So nice, he pumped it twice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's uh, that's Fallout 4. I'm actually Hyped. really excited for it. The, the game looks incredibly ambitious, obviously, yeah. all fans of previous I'm entries. really worried for... Four? All the all the bugs that are going to happen in this game. Nah, man, you got to take those like the backwards flying dragon bugs. Yeah, and yeah. The Skyrim. fact that there would be flying dragons at all in a Fallout game is probably a bug That'd in itself. That'd be pretty awesome. Uh, and then Jen asks us a filibuster here: <laughs> What video game characters would you want on your post-apocalyptic team? Think Jurassic World Park type of situation, uh, which confused me because, as far as I know. None of the Jurassic Park movies take place in a post-apocalyptic world. Okay, sorry. Uh, where dinos try to become the dominant species again. I want to see the Jurassic World movie that Jen saw. Because it seems way cooler. I don't know. In a world inhabited by dinosaurs, humans must eke out an existence. Uh, oh, and they are mutated from some kind of nuclear contamination. Wow. Let's go with five characters. Five, too. Like, the arbitrary gives the hits. Yeah. Not three. So, basically, Jen wants us to do the Spider-Man Secret Wars draft from the <laughs> yeah. animated Who series. Who do you take? All right. I-, I thought about my answer on the way here. Do you have a couple? Because I have three. I have five. I'm good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm ready. You go first, then. Okay. So, I thought of this from, like, a standpoint of, first of all, I didn't read the whole question, so... Well, I just read it to you. So yeah, so my clear. answer might change a little bit. Uh, well, mostly still works. In any case, I thought of this on constructing a team, much in the way that Spider-Man did. Um, so the first person that I would recruit would need to be a strong leader, uh, aside from myself, always good to have second in command. This person would need to also be a, a, a great tactician as well. So I figured Ramza from Final Fantasy Tactics, the main character, sure, yeah. pretty good tactician, pretty good leader, leads an army. Second person I chose uh, would definitely have to be uh, someone who's very powerful, strong, like very, very physically or energy, whatever you want to call it, power enough to uh, get us by. He needs yeah. to be our main ADC if you're a league player. Uh, so and if you are, stop listening. We don't if you, want you yeah, here. if you're uh, if you're not a league player, this guy needs to do the most damage. He needs to be our uh, that what is it called in a rogue or like our DPS? That's what it's called in WoW terms. Sure. Uh, in any case, DD. I decided this person would be Asura from Asura's Wrath because he can kill gods. See, okay, so what's <laughs> weird about that is I thought about him too. I, I yeah. thought about like. Having the one corner of your of your team that is just like is Goku, like yeah. is the is the all powerful yeah. being of the universe. Of course. Um, so he's definitely a shoe yeah, in. Doesn't really get any better than him. Yeah. Uh, the the next person that I wanted to choose was somebody that would give me a second chance if uh, I mess something up really bad. Sure. So I decided I would choose none other than Chrono from Chrono Trigger because he has an Epoch time machine yeah. and also he can come back from the dead apparently. You guys can go back to before awesome. the apocalypse and yeah, just prevent those prevent dinosaurs from ever being mutated. Yeah. The fourth person would, in a post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic setting, I thought this would be no more appropriate. So uh, Elvis. The, the, the Fallout Wanderer, like the main sure. character from Fallout 3. He's dealt with some fine. shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he can find anything. The Vault Dweller. Yeah, yeah, the vault water, that's what they call yeah. him. And then the fifth one was tough. I needed to think of somebody who was going to be like the swing guy. So I had to actually narrow down between two. Uh, I didn't want my whole whole team to be a sausage party, so I decided I would need someone who is a uh, brilliant inventor. You thought it would be better in a post-apocalypse scenario to have four dudes wandering around with a chick? With one girl. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, no, I wanted somebody who is, who is a, great, a great inventor, someone who uh, who could help make sure. use of the materials that the fault vault dweller finds <laughs> and that person was luca from chrono trigger as well yeah however should she not be available yeah an she's adequate busy, or she died in the an first adequate wave of sixth swing member would be <laughs> a necromancer from diablo 2 because okay. if we kill one dinosaur then it becomes a dinosaur skeleton that he controls there and then is. we kill another one and now okay. he's got two and et cetera, et cetera, so, et cetera. So okay, sure. why not use the legions of the dead to yeah. help out? I just sense. don't trust the necromancer, you know? He seems a little... Eesh. Off. 
And that this is just of what I thought on the way here. Yeah. So like, never this, mind if you really put this some answer into it. could change drastically. Uh, so I'm drastically, drastically. I'm thinking uh, that we need someone who's dealt with dinosaurs and mutated dinosaurs, and there is one individual that has on a regular basis foiled the plans oh, of mutated the dino dinosaurs. Crisis and woman. Uh, no, she fights like three dinosaurs and then wanders around for half an hour. Don't they go to space though? Uh, we're talking about Turok. Oh man, the dinosaur hunter. Yeah. By the way, the one and only. Yeah. Uh, on top of him, we're going to add Chris Redfield. Uh, he's okay. a guy who, you know, it's good head on his shoulders. Resourceful. Uh, yeah, he's got watermelon biceps. He's, you know, he's dealt with post-apocalyptic crap before, obviously, zombie outbreaks and whatnot. He's seen it all. Uh, he's not going to flinch. Uh, the ultimate in dealing with dinosaurs in a post-apocalyptic world, Mario. Super Mario. I don't know how Fair you skipped point. over Mario. Yeah. Uh, he is... He's all up in well, there. Well, he's just a plumber, so. Uh, yeah, Az- Azura's Wrath was, was... Well, Asura. Asura, yeah. yeah. Uh, that or, like, Kratos. Some, someone that's just got supernaturally yeah. strong. Ultra-powerful. Uh, Ultra-powerful. And it had to be a video game character. It couldn't be, like, a like a show made into a game or something like that, right? Oh, so. I, I didn't know there were such strict rules. There were. Uh, then I had a fifth while you were talking, but I've since forgot about them. So mm. we'll leave it at uh, those. Probably... At least I had three to bring to the table that you didn't have. That's uh, true. Yeah. So no one can say I didn't try. Um, Snake. Let's put Snake on the team for Why? quips. He's probably going to die. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay, that's it for the listener questions. Rob, we are finally ready to move on to news. But before that, game releases. Uh, it's been actually a pretty big release uh, release week. Um Quality is a totally different thing, but uh, there is a Windows Breach and Clear Deadline game out, and that had a full boyfriend hit PlayStation consoles, being the PS4 and PS Vita. Game of Thrones Episode Five is out. I um, watched a gameplay video for Breach and Clear Deadline sure. on Twitch, or not on Twitch, on Polygon. They they had a video for it, and it actually looks kind of cool. All right, yeah. Journey's out on the PS4, uh, which I believe is cross by if you already own it. Uh, Oni Jambara, as I mentioned, PS4, Phantom Breaker, which is oh. Which is previously a PS Vita game, if you like uh, Japanese-style beat-em-ups, so where you push shoulder buttons or a button to uh, to change what where you are in depth. in the in the You don't just walk back and forth. Uh, so they also have a jump mechanic. Anyways, that's there. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2 got a giant update, uh, so check that out, I guess. Uh, and then Tembo, the Badass Elephant, which is uh, the Game Freak game. Wait, what? Star Wars... The Knights Old of the Republic? Old Republic 2. What? Got a huge update on Steam. Knights of the Old Republic. Yes, 2. The Xbox game. What? Yeah. Like, you what, didn't hear about this? What? No. They added like crazy mod support. They added in a bunch of like expansion content from like oh, the modding okay. community That's and like cool. updated the game like wow. in a big bad way. So if you're a fan of that, you can go back and play And then Tembo the Badass Elephant, uh, which is uh, that, that cross-platform uh, Game Freak game. Um that was who did, did did Sega publish that? Am I crazy? Am I crazy? No, Sega published it. Yeah. It's Game Freak, who you might know from Pokemon, being published by Sega for the Xbox and PlayStation. This is the game. Tembo the Badass Elephant is the game that brought them all together. It finally happened. Uh, so that's game releases. So let's talk about uh, everything else under the sun. Uh, Rob, what can you tell me about the PC version of Batman? I'll tell you that doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, but you, I can also tell you that if you bought it, you aren't missing anything. So, f- that game. So, they have announced basically that they don't have any long-term plans to fix the game until September. Uh, so, if you did math, this is the middle of July. That's a good month and a half uh, where they have no set plans to fix their completely... Not completely, but mostly broken game. Uh, so, that's that's a bummer. Uh, August, they're going to start rolling out fixes, I guess, and then uh, try to hopefully round it up by September, which I guess, when you really look at it in hindsight, should have been when that game was released on the PC, uh, but Warner Brothers uh, played a little bit of a greedy hand and just rushed that thing out on PC. Um, we heard. So, so, that's what you get. Um, hold on here. I'm lost in a sea <laughs> of tabs It now. is so hot uh, in this room. Angry Birds 2 will land... July 30th. So if you're following the Angry Birds timeline, nope. uh, which you shouldn't be, let me run this down for you. Angry Birds, Angry Birds Seasons, Angry Birds Rio, Angry Birds Friends, Angry Birds Space, Angry Birds Star Wars, Angry Birds Star Wars 2, Angry Birds Go, Angry Birds Epic, Angry Birds Transformers, Angry Birds Fight, Angry Birds Under, Pig Struction, and then Angry Birds 2. Um, so they kind of subscribe to the Kingdom Hearts uh, school of, of 
sequeling. Nope. Uh, I would say they do. I would mm. say quality-wise, probably about the same. Um, oh, wow. Well, yeah, that's right. Shots fired. Dead Island 2 is kind of up in the, the air right now. Of Dead course, Island that game kind of just went back to the drawing board after Dying Light was released, more yeah. or less. Whatever they showed at E3 previously uh, after that trailer was a really early build, and they are just like, this is no way the finished product of the game or indicative of it, but here's something we can show you. Uh, Jaeger, who is currently uh, developing it, will... Uh, not be. Um, Deep Silver has moved on. I don't know if they plan to find another developer and put this game out, but currently that game's in limbo uh, and just might not happen, period. So That's okay. Dying Light's a better Dead Island than we ever got. Uh, yeah. For Which sure. Which reminds me, I want to uh, play that game with you. Like, again, rarely so. does it does that happen anymore. Usually we just flood the market with similar games, uh, but living in a world where, you know, someone releases a superior product while you're in the middle of your dev cycle and you just have to quit... Um, that's it, just like Game Dev Tycoon. Yeah, man. Someone else puts out a game. Actually, I don't know if True Game to Life. Dev Tycoon <laughs> has it, but Game Dev Story had it, where some uh, some asshole releases the same type of game as you, and you're yeah. like, oh, come on. I thought I was the only guy who was making Wrong. a Western alternate history game. That's a action RPG. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Um, man, no one's making that space simulator. <laughs> that, oh, whatever. Anyways. Uh, so Metal Gear Solid Five, of course, they uh, they released the new box art, which Hideo Kojima game has been removed from, uh, no longer present. That which just seems petty on their part. Like if they intend, if he is really on board to see this thing to completion, and this is going to be their last thing with him, I would have just left it on. Um, it it does nothing but gain more ire from the video game community uh, f- for oh. doing that. And, I mean, if it is still his game that he worked on, you're only hurting your product taking that name off. There's no practical reason to do that. Um, so, that's my thoughts on it. People are writing these huge articles on this this breakup still, and they're just, you know, things happen, man. Sometimes Oof, wow, it's not meant that's to. That's a whole bunch of stuff I don't care about. Sometimes it's just not meant to make sense. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider coming to PS4 and the PC. Um, uh, for the PS4, we're talking about a year exclusivity on the Xbox, so next holiday, and then it should be out on uh, PC sometime in the spring. Uh, everybody's like throwing this in the face of Microsoft, being like, "Ha, told you it wasn't exclusive." When they first revealed the game, they said it was a timed exclusive. So yeah, that's not a um, surprise. Yeah, m- maybe in that year, uh, Sony friends, you can all just get some Q-tips, clean up those years, and uh, pay more attention. Well, that was kind of harsh. I don't know where that came from. Yeah, that's rude. Uh, but yeah, that game will be playable uh, by people on the PlayStation 4. Come next Christmas. Well, this mean, game is coming out on the 360, eh? I thought it was exclusive just to Xbox One. You have Xbox One, right? I do have You're an Xbox One. one. There like, it is. like uh, 186 it's right, people. It's right there. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's my Ori in the Blind Forest box. Yeah. Yeah. Which I really want to play that game. It's a good game. Uh, did you play Strider? Yeah. Now you're good then. Uh, but, uh, no, Ori in the Blind Forest is cooler. Okay. Cooler than a ninja? It's a forest spirit. No, right, sorry. My bad. Jeez. Haven't you ever seen Princess Mononoke? They're uh, badass. So, Galax Z uh, is a game I've been kind of keeping my eye on. I got to play it at a couple E3s ago, which is basically a update to Asteroids in the way it controls, but of course has way more going on than that. It's presented like a Gundam Wing anime, kind of Power Ranger-y serialized, what have you. Uh, they revealed a really major mechanic that in all the years of produ- like development this game has had, they'd never shown it, is that you can transform into a mech at a push of a button after the second level, uh, which cool. adds a totally new dimension to, to the gameplay rather than just flying a ship. Um, I don't... You're I out? Don't, P- peace? You'll like this game. Uh, I don't no. know if you've seen Galaxy or, or taken a look at it at I've all. seen screenshots, yeah. I think, but no, nah, I don't really... All right. Isn't it like a bullet hell game, though? No. Okay, it's like don't asteroids. Listen, don't listen to if asteroids is bullet hell to you, then sure. Yeah, it is. Uh, so that's coming out. Look for that on the PS4. As far as I know, the Vita uh, version of that is canned only because they couldn't make it run properly. Man, I turned on my Vita for the first time since I moved in April. It just blew the dust and, off. Yeah, I, uh, there was a thick like coat of dust on. Us. <laughs> yeah, and I was like that kid who tries to blow out the light and hook, and I spat all over the the. Good Vita. night, Neverland. Yeah. So I cleaned it off and I turned it on. I'm like, man, I bet you there's something awesome on PSN right now for this. And, it's, and you'd it's be like wrong. Geometry Wars 3. And I'm like, wow, okay. What a waste of my time. And then I looked at the games I had on it, and it's yeah. like Final Fantasy X, X2. I'm like, eh, I could play it, but I don't want to. It's too... It's That's, too I think, the story long. of the Vita, where it's like, I could play it, but yeah. I don't want to. There's like nothing, like... <laughs> There's nothing on the Vita that I actually It's a great piece play. of hardware that is being supported exclusively in no way. 
Yeah. There's nothing, there's no experience on the Vita. Like, that- give me another Dissidia game, loath as I am to say. Like, the stuff that they did with that game that kept you coming back to play it more. Like, there was daily login rewards, this and that. Yeah. Were, like, things that actually made you want to keep going and playing it. Well, sort of. Unless you got bored of how, like, monotonous the gameplay was. Which you should. I did. Uh, on the heels of my Hideo Kojima news there, uh, I've been telling people to to, to, to hang tight. Uh, despite Silent Hills' apparent cancellation, uh, Del Toro says he and Kojima are still interested in working together. Uh, so like I've been saying on previous podcasts, uh, let the contract run up at the end of the year and then see what happens after that before you really count PT out. I don't PT know if you've ever said that. Uh, I've said it in. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I've, that's what I've been telling people in, in person who mm. who are like belly aching about it. I'm like that game is still happening. It won't be called Silent Hills, but there will still be a, a horror game coming out of those two. So just hang tight, everybody. It's, it's coming. Like, and if you can't get over the fact that it's not Silent Hills, then I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Odin Sphere, which was uh, VanillaWare's uh, fairly popular PS2 RPG. Uh, from 2007, will be coming to uh, the PS4, the Vita, and the PS3 sometime in 2016. They're going to revamp that thing uh, and put it out. Very interesting graphic. Yeah. Like, like uh, if you played Mirror Masha, Re- Mirror Masha, Mirror Masha Rebirth, same. or uh, or Dragon's Crown, yeah. uh, same same art stuff. There's another one that they did. I think it's called some, Something Something in the World Enders. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a tactical RPG. Along the same uh, vein as, like, Disgaea. Yeah. Very difficult. Uh, really bizarre. It has, like, all sorts of weird, like, um, uh, like almost dating sim mechanics. And then there's, like, alternate endings. And you can do, like, like over... A lot of their games have those elements. Um, it's, it's really wonky, but it's super cool. I can't remember what it's called. I find their games... And I haven't played Odin Sphere personally uh which seems to be like a, a deeper one of their games i find a lot of their games are really easy to pick up uh like on the surface anybody can pick them up anybody can enjoy them for what they are worth but have really deep uh mechanics for those who who want that so it kind of services all people i find i'm trying Good to job. find the name of that game okay you do that i'll keep talking uh elder scrolls online which is still a game that exists we'll be introducing two major guilds uh, next year being the Dark Brotherhood and the Thieves Guild, which of which both of them don't currently exist in that game, if, if that surprises you. So if you've been trying to roll a rogue character or an assassin, uh, you've been doing so for like two years without being able to follow a line of quests that makes oh. sense. It's called Soul Nomad and the World oh, Enders. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not Soul Nomad. World Enders. My bad. Peace. <laughs> there it is. Uh, so, speaking of Game of Thrones, another episodic game that's going on right now, Life is Strange, hits 2 million copies sold. Uh, people were expecting the fourth episode a couple weeks ago. They've announced it'll be out this, uh, this Tuesday and be the most ambitious episode yet, Man, Rob. speaking of fourth episodes, Dragon Ball Super delayed for a week. Choked. Yeah. That make you mad? Have you been following it? Yeah. It's good. Obviously. Yeah. Well, they're doing the same storyline as the movie from, like, the Well, they're leading up to announced. it. Yeah. 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 Come on. It's a prequel, technically. Boring. Why is it boring? Because I already know what happens. That's not the point. You're enjoying all the levity before... But, like, they did this stuff already. Because in the movie, it's like Bulma's birthday when Beerus shows up. And guess what? It's episode three and it's Bulma's birthday. So how do they they address that in the show? Is the idea that alternate timeline? I guess like it's is it really or is the idea that in this week off we go watch that movie again? No, the in the in the in anime traditionally what happens is the the movies run side by side with the show and but they they're not canonical. Well, the way they did it with Pokemon is uh, people got conveniently mind wiped at the end of any. Any yeah. movie? Uh, no, like <laughs> Naruto. All the like some of the movies. Sometimes Ash wakes up remembering being petrified to death. Yeah, chloroformed. Yeah. Um, I think in Naruto, some of them are canon. I think, and uh, I don't know in Pokemon if they're canon. So the, after this, though, they're going to be building up to that new Frieza movie, and it's going to coincide with the anime. Is my understanding? I don't like, know. Frieza's back, and he's badass. He'll probably be back, but yeah. like they. Whatever. This isn't the Dragon Ball. Anyways, Life is Strange is cool, and yeah. people should check it out. It's, so it's, is Dragon Ball Super, though. Life is Strange has got a lot of concepts up in the air, yeah. uh, and I think it it can appeal to a lot of people while also being kind of one of those weird. Uh, we got our finger on the pulse. We know what's cool and how people talk, uh, and and I find that entertaining. Mm. Like you know when like uh, what am I trying to what am I trying to say here? Anyways, check it out. 
Fair point. Uh, if we haven't talked about Life is Strange before, or Krista has, we I talked about with Krista when you were yeah. taking your hiatus. Uh, basically, you have a girl who has premonitions of a town being destroyed, and she has the power to uh, to reverse time. So she's going to use that power to stop this catra- catastrophe or catastrophe, as I call. Uh, Hatsune Miku will be joining the cast of Persona, dancing all night. So you got a Hatsune Miku crossover into an Atlas game that has something to do with Sega. No one's really surprised by this, but uh, does it add rhythm game legitimacy <laughs> to Persona? Sure, I don't know. Whatever. Cool. I'm down. Put put Hatsune Miku in Persona Five. Now we're now there's your crossover. No. Um. So we have some news out of QuakeCon. That's right, QuakeCon. Uh, they revealed the Doom multiplayer, which you know, take it or leave it. Uh, and the alpha test will be kicking off soon. Presumably, that's the one that you got in on if you bought New Order, uh, the New Order Wolfenstein or whatever. Um. And then on top of that, they announced a Fallout anthology, uh, not unlike their Elder Scrolls anthology they released a few years ago. Uh, this will re- include uh, Fallout 1, 2, Tactics, Fallout 3, Game of the Year Edition, and Fallout New Vegas Ultimate Edition, uh, all coming to you on the PC in a mini-nuke. Uh, the case looks really cool uh, alone. Uh, pricing on this, I'm expecting 100 bucks, hopefully less. Uh, oh, there it is. Bundle will be available for 50 bucks in the U.S. Okay, good, because anything more than that would be highway rob- robbery at this point. Also, those first two games have a lot of trouble running on most PCs, uh, so buyer beware uh, for those cu- first couple if that's what you're buying them for. Uh, and that'll be out kind of a couple months before Fallout 4 to tide everybody over. So there you go. Uh, finally this week, Rob, something we didn't talk about in the what have you been playing section, because obviously you haven't been playing it. Because uh, I can't. The <laughs> Street Fighter V beta was taken offline due to server issues. Uh, the time of the beta will be extended to compensate. Let's read what Capcom has to say here. We apologize for the ongoing issues that user ex- users are experiencing with the uh, Street Fighter V beta test. In order to allow us to fix the issues as quickly as possible, we are going to initiate a period of extended maintenance, during which time the beta will be unavailable to all users. We will let you know the date on which the closed beta test will reopen once all problems, problems have been fixed. We sincerely apologize for having to bring this unfortunate news to you. Thank you for your patience. Please stay tuned for further updates. People have been playing it, like, last night and this morning, for sure. I've been watching... Like the hashtag Street Fighter Five on Twitter. I also came up with my own fun little thing. Sure. Uh, I was sitting there at like six in the morning. My dog had just woken me up. Tried to get into the Street Fighter Five beta. Guess what? Couldn't log in. So I came up with <laughs> this like uh, hypothetical like if Capcom. <laughs> Had a band, a sure. punk rock band. I'd wa- I'd listen to that. Uh, the so their band would be called Capcom and Any Buttons. Yeah, and their uh, <laughs> their first EP would be called The Server Woes. <laughs> um, so that has nine tracks on it. Uh, the first track is called The Black Screen Mambo. Yeah. Second track, Mario Strikers Font. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, it. The third track is called the EU, the EULA, and then in brackets. Is, I didn't know is, David Letterman was coming to the, the podcast. EULA <laughs> is in another uh, castle. Uh, number four, Twitch Infamy. Uh, track number five will be called You Could Be Pressing Anything, But You're Pressing X. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number six is called Hype Train Derailed. Yeah. Uh, number seven is called We Spent Money on This Instead of Another Mega Man. Yeah. <clears throat> Number eight is called You Thought Ken Would Be Playable. And <laughs> Which uh, is not true. Number nine is called uh, 21007, which is the, the error, error, error code. When okay, so what's up, up with it? They're just like, the server can't handle it? They like, probably gave out too many codes. Too many codes, and it's just crashing their, yeah. gar- their garbage. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, literally, if you pre-ordered this game most anywhere, you should be getting a code. They gave, like, my work personally... A ton of codes, yeah. like compared to other p- previous betas, like it's a dirty game, like man. a ton of code. If that's what we got, I can only imagine what everybody else got got gets. And on top of the pre-orders, of course, if you did it digitally or in store, uh, you know, people are going to be getting codes from their friends, from different promotions. Uh, Capcom themselves, I think, we're just giving them out willy nilly. Uh, so obviously, they bit off more than they could chew on this. And uh, while yeah, it's free, and you could argue that to the very grave, uh, I argue your time is not free, and this is the first. Uh, widespread, um, uh, w- what have you, 
showing this first presentation, the first taste people are getting of this game, and this is their first uh, experience with it, is that yeah, they, they just start. cannot play it, um, which sucks. Because uh, it'd be really cool if people could play it and get hyped for it, but too bad, Capcom. It's kind of like Drive Club issues. So with Sony kind of taking the reins of uh, Street Fighter V, I wonder if that doesn't have something to do with it. Because this just wouldn't happen on Xbox. And that's, you know, I, well, I prefer knows? I prefer PlayStation 4 myself, but you the PlayStation Network sucks. It depends. Like, we don't know if it's Sony, if it has anything to do with Sony. It could just be all Capcom it up. Sure. I guess we'll find out, won't we? I mean, I'm still pissed that there's not another Mega Man game. And even the replacement Mega Man game still isn't here yet. But they are taking funding for the next replacement Mega Man game, so be sure to... Uh, I have no used, words. You've used two F words, so I have to ask you to leave uh, the well, podcast. See you later. <laughs> so, yeah, that's actually how that works. <laughs> you, you're you're uh, actually dejected I've, I've from the podcast. Two F bombs. Yeah. So you have to the F bombs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the WWE right, just well. called. You're fired. They're removing you from the Hall of Fame. Uh, that's it. It's over for you. Pack it up, Hogan. Uh, so meters are charged. I got a quick ATC and then a key item, and then we are out of here. <laughs> So one of my uh, my ATCs this week uh, was actually a Magic, and it was for that KOTOR update, uh, and what it added was KOTOR 2, rather. Uh, today's update for KOTOR 2 includes the following new features according to an announcement posted on Steam. They added 37 achievements to be earned through gameplay. They added Steam cloud saves. They added native widescreen resolution support. Resolution support for up to 4 and 5K. Sure. Uh, support for all controllers, including 360, Xbox One, PS3, PS4, along with several others. Steam Workshop support. Uh, so they basically just lit a fire uh, into that game. That's just that's that Disney money, man. Trickling down. Yeah. Disney's like, hey, go back and fix old crap. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. That's uh, that's really good news for it people is. who are fans of that game. Because uh, yeah. yeah, excellent, good stuff, good show. Now re-release Battlefront Two with all that support, and we don't need to go buy EA's game. Zinger. Uh, my other action was an attack, and it was to Nintendo. Yeah, that's right. At the beginning of the show, we're all accolades. Here at the end of the show, though, we're gonna, I'm just going to take a big dump on them. Uh, so we talked last uh, podcast about Devil's Third and uh, Itagaki and how that, that uh, you know Valhalla Game Studios was presumably developing this game that will be put on the Wii U and published by Nintendo. Uh, and the Nintendo just had nothing to say about it. Uh, they did no show to the E3. When asked about it, they had nothing to say about it. They almost denied the fact that they're putting out this game. Uh, this week they more or less silently confirmed, again, not in any big ma- major way, uh, that they will be publishing this game um, and release a standalone version of uh, Devil's Third on PC as well, while the Wii U version will feature both... Uh, sorry, Valhalla is putting out that PC version. will feature both a single-player story mode and a multiplayer mode. The free-to-start PC version will offer a multiplayer experience tailored for the platform. Uh, so apparently a big deal of this game is the multiplayer is unique. Um, and, you know... The same can be said about Splatoon, which was a huge success for Nintendo. So we'll see what what this does for them. Yeah, but are they kids, or are they squids? Or are they squids? I mean, that's that's for debate. Rob, did you have any ATCs before I open this uh, big old chest? Next no, to me? nothing. That's uh, so other than fun. attacking Capcom, which you kind of previously did. I'll I'll do that every day. Though. Yeah, man. Hopefully, they get that beta working. Because a uh, man, how choked would you be, like, to be so excited for your next huge AAA game, and you put out that beta and it fails miserably. Why is it only on always on the high end of things that this happens too? Like last year with your Assassin's Creeds and etc. Um, well, it's when it's not only on this. It's like just that we hear certain, about it the most. At a certain point, when does Sony or Microsoft have to step in? When does Steam have to step in and really critically look at these AAA games, which uh, apparently up till now they were just assuming would work, and and look at these people and be like, "Listen, you need to do proper server testing. If you're giving out this many codes, you need to know that." You know, we can only accommodate this many. If this many people get on, your bait is a bust. Therefore, we look stupid. You look stupid. Everybody's stupid, uh, etc. It would be really cool if they put in uh, the two new characters they announced since releasing this beta as playable characters as a consolation to this. Uh, the the big joke being that 
uh, what was it, Birdie and Cammy were held back from the beta because they wanted to introduce them and test their DLC distribution, whereas they can't even yeah. get past the push any button screen. Uh, well, actually, I think Birdie and Cammy are like some people have been able to play as them though, which is <laughs> well, they're they're hilarious. meant to, but who knows? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyways, I'm gonna open this up. Wow, what a lazy treasure yeah. chest. I didn't even know if you could accurately say you you burnt a fraction of a calorie doing that one. Someone who is burning calories, though, is the king of monsters, Rob. And he wasn't always in bad games. Um, I mean, he started in bad games. Then he got some good this, games. I'm, this is debatable. Okay. Right off the hop. <laughs> so, Atari grabbed the Godzilla license, and they put out a game that was multi-platform for the PS2, Xbox, and uh, GameCube. Uh, they stacked it with most of the iconic monsters. I mean, you got Jet Jaguar in there, so we're set. Uh, and they put out a game called Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee, uh, which was sold as a fighting game, uh, but of course had its fair fair share of destruction modes as well. It had couch co-op where you could uh, duke it out as your favorite monsters against your buddies or on a team with your buddies against others so you can write the stories yourself. You can get good old Mecha Godzilla up in there, King Ghidorah's in there, Mothra. Everybody, everybody's present in this game. Uh... Real good stuff. Oh, sorry, the PS2 version never came out. My bad, it got cancelled. But uh, I played this game on GameCube, uh, which is a controller that was really built for this based on the fighting engine therein, where you had your energy attacks, you had your basic combos. Mm -hmm. Uh, The game played really well, like, as far as, like, a frame rate and visual presentation goes. I haven't played it in a while, so this is a lot of it's based on memory, so it might look like utter garbage. But, uh, but it can't like, possibly look worse than that PS4 game. Um, I just played the the sound design's good in it. It uh, offers a really cheesy story mode that you can play. Uh, they followed this one up with uh, a bunch of other games, uh, namely I think the next one after it was like Save the Earth or something. And that one I think did come out on the PS2. I thought you were going to go a completely different direction with this. Well, actually, not completely, but I thought um, you were going to like talk about our actual good game so uh sorry that I'm i disappointed, disappointed you have you never played this game no you like godzilla i love like this game i've seen like every godzilla movie yeah except for the most recent one no i saw it what do you think of it it was okay like it wasn't as bad as the like 1999 one or whatever but it wasn't like wasn't the same wasn't as it either um amazing one i i think that one of the problems with the most recent godzilla movie was that they build it as though Brian Cranston would be a huge part of the movie, but I'm sitting there and Heisenberg is not in the movie after the he first ducks ten, out after the first minutes. act. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about this game. Uh, no. King of the Monsters <laughs> on Super Nintendo. If it, like Infinitely better. I don't know if we'll ever get to games like War of the Monsters on the PS2, but giving these titles their due as far as the monster fighting genre goes rampage you know kind of started it soon to be seen as a, uh, a motion picture starring uh Dwayne the the scorpion king rock johnson um which you know had your your king kong simile and uh and whatnot going at it fighting in in the city destroying things this game had all of that uh received actually very good reviews you'd be shocked to know rob uh, no. That its Metacritic score is actually close to a seventy-five on the GameCube, a little less on the anything. Xbox. Portable version sucks. Stay away from it. Uh, but you know, scored like you know your four out of five on Nintendo Power. IGN gave it like an eight point five. Reviews are uh, stupid. Don't listen to people who write reviews. Well, I'm trying to validate it. I don't know what for. I don't care what you. As think. I'm sitting here, like I'm yeah. going to write a review. That's for this a piece game. of garbage. Um, check that game out if you can find that game on the Xbox or the GameCube, and you want a, a good destruction simulator. Uh, that game was fun. I and feel like uh, the Angry Video Game Nerd reviewed it. I think he, I think he reviewed the previous games, and he's mm. like, why can't they make a good Godzilla game? And no, then I as a joke, the last thing he played in that video yeah, was, this. was this. And he's just like, Jesus Christ, why? Like how he, did they miss the mark until then? Yeah, he like, um, it blew his mind. There are too many buttons. I think recently, him and Mike, when they do their, their Monday YouTube thing, I haven't watched a video of his in so long, but he's still on my, my feed or whatever. Mm. Uh, I think they played this Godzilla 2014 game. And probably cried. Yeah. Like, the fact that you can't play local co-op with that game. The thing about this game is when you fought other kaiju, whether it was a AI-controlled or another person, it felt fair. It felt like there was fighting game mechanics in place where if you if you lost, you suck. Yeah. Whereas that new Godzilla game is uh, how well can you mash the buttons and stay out of this monster's way and hopefully eco to win. Uh, there's no skill. It doesn't feel like there's skill involved with it. Whereas this it one... It sounds to me like you're bad at this game. 
Maybe that's the case. Maybe you should borrow it from me and try that piece of garbage out. Uh, but in the meantime, if you've got a GameCube or an Xbox and you want to play some Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee, you're in for a treat. That's a good game. Check it out. Uh, the later ones like Save the Earth, uh, a little less so, but still good. Um, I think that's kind of where they wrapped it up. After that, uh, Atari is not making Godzilla games anymore. So the For one oh, a Godzilla Unleashed on the Wii and the PS2 was also okay. Godzilla Unleashed was an okay game. So Atari basically released a trilogy of Godzilla games that were passable and all basically the same. Is what I'm trying to get at. Uh, and they're over ten years old now. R.I.P. Memories. Like the corners of our... Just like Godzilla and like soft filter. Yeah. That's what I got to say about that key item. Put Godzilla up in there. The the, the best Godzilla game, I think. Right? Well, have you played there, the There are a bunch of Japanese ones that I've never touched. Have you played the strategy ones on NES? That, I mean, The Japanese sure. ones? Uh, SimCity. <laughs> best Godzilla simulator I know about. That's it for the show. Uh, a controversial show in that it almost didn't happen and kind of derailed us multiple times therein. Uh, but we got next it time, out there. Next time we're going to periscope the whole show. Yeah, and that's it. So if you yeah. catch, if you don't catch it live, it's over. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we we I think we figured out a root of our problems, and it's called Mozilla Firefox. Wow. Because they decided no longer to use Flash. A freak series of events caused us to almost lose our podcast multiple times. Well, this happens yeah. to us every time. We it record, does. Though. We thought we were cursed, but it turns out it's just Mozilla. No, it's actually a curse. It's a real curse. Your computer crashes in different ways too. Sure. Like when the screen just does that thing. That's because you don't believe. It's like Hook with the food. It disappears. Uh, if you want to interface with the show. <laughs> two references to Hook. In the same podcast. That's why you want to interact with the show. References to Hook, yep. of course. And we'll answer your questions, no matter how lengthy or not question-like they are. <laughs> uh, so you can hit us up, facebook.com slash TurnBizTag, at TurnBizTag on Twitter if you want to hit me on the email side of things. Lee at TestedTheIceberg.com is me. Rob at TurnBizTag is Rob. As always, you can comment uh, literally anywhere and we'll get to you. That's it for the show. That's episode 42. We'll be back again, hopefully, in uh, maybe a week, two weeks, talk about some more video games. I got a backlog of stuff I'm working through right now, including maybe me and Rob will get on some Xenoverse and see if we can put that game to bed properly. Cool. Um, or Dying Light. We should well, do Dying Light too. I got rid of my Dying Light, so that's up to you. You got that Super Katana. You don't need me anymore. That's Termis Tack this week. Charge those meters. We'll be back again. <laughs> Rob's about to cry. <laughs> Bye.